We covered the spring forward portion of Daylight Savings Time as far as the Royals are concerned on the last edition of this podcast. This time around, it's going to be fall back, and it's because of an anniversary that took place on the very same day that Mike Matheny was interviewed by Fesco. It was on November the 1st, but it was in 2015. And it's a day, my friends, that I still remember like it was yesterday. And I put my memories of that particular day into a chapter of mine in Stadium of Royal Memories. And I want to share with you in its entirety, and I'll interject a little bit as we go, some of the feelings I had as I was watching what turned out to be a very, very special afternoon. The fallback portion of our series comes your way next. In putting together my first book, A Stadium of Royal Memories, I was able to come up with winning visits to Kauffman Stadium, games where the Royals won, of course. But this memory that I'm going to help us relive a little bit didn't happen at home. It happened on the road and in a rather sweet place, too. New York. This is from chapter nine of my book, which is called It Took 30 Years, but it sure was sweet. In 1985, when the Royals won their first world championship, I worked all evening and listened to the final result on radio. On radio. In 2014, when San Francisco won the series, I was a photographer at Kauffman Stadium. In 2015, I worked again, but not all night. I was very happy when the Royals won it all in 1985, but really didn't have a good chance to celebrate it very long. One car drove very fast in the parking lot of where I worked and showed his enthusiasm, giving me a chance to smile for a while. But looking back now, it didn't seem like enough. In 2014, I went into game number seven of that series with the Giants, with the hope and the inside thought that I was going to be present when the Royals won it all. I was going to be working inside the stadium when the celebration was going to happen. But along came a 3-2 San Francisco lead, a pitcher who will forever remain nameless, and you know the rest of the story. At least we had the wild card game, which I talked about earlier. In 2015, the Royals were in the series against the Mets and had won the first two games in Kansas City. Uh, my pages here. As the series shifted to New York, local sportscasters were sharing opinions that the series was going to end in New York, including my friend Josh Furnier. I really hoped that the series would end here in Kansas City, but I wouldn't complain if it ended earlier. The Royals and Mets split the first two games held in New York, leading to November 1st, 2015. I worked from 1 until 10 o'clock that day, and I knew that on every break and lunch period that I had, I was going to be watching the game. Late in the evening, the Mets had a 2-1 lead, 
leading me to believe that there would be at least a game number six on Tuesday in Kansas City. Not so fast. The Royals came to bat in inning number eight, and Eric Hosmer was on third base. The batter grounded into a force out, and for what reason I didn't know at the time, Haas started racing for home and was safe. This tied the game at 2-2, two to two, and I raced home from work as fast as the speed limits would allow me. When I arrived at home, I turned my television on to the game, and we were at the beginning of inning number 12. Christian Colon was at bat with runners on base in a 2-2 tie. When he connected for the base hit that put the Royals in front, my adrenaline level went to the moon and stayed there for quite a long time. By the time the top of the inning was over, the score was 7-2. Wade Davis was coming in to pitch, and I knew that something special was about to happen. Wade Davis was on the mound for every clinching game the Royals had in 2015. He closed out the Central Division Championship game that I saw live. He closed out the Division Series against Houston and the American League Championship Series against Toronto. This was looking very good. It was emotionally good, exciting, and very special. Wade recorded the final out for the Royals, and we were World Series champions. The Royals Radio Network announcers talked with nearly everybody that night. I watched Salvador Perez get named as World Series MVP. I called 610 Sports to get on Josh's post-game show and waited through all the interviews. And I finally was a second caller on Josh's show. I don't remember everything that I said that night, but for one night, I felt like I was on top of the world. My Royals, my team for so long, were finally world champions. And I was home to see the final out. I saw the parade on television not once, but twice. And I loved Johnny Gomes' speech from that parade. I felt like I was a part of all the fun. I was happy. It was a 30-year wait but it was sweet. It was a lot of fun to watch all the fun times that were happening. This was a good fallback moment. The parade was fantastic. The Royals team dominated pretty much all season long. It was so much fun to be a part of it. Wish we could do it every year, but unfortunately we could not. Before I go any further, Stadium of Royal Memories is available from Amazon.com. I have it available in my bookstore as well. Click on the link that says the Stadium of Royal Memories. It will take you to my Amazon page and you can order it from there. Facebook is saying that we wanted to try to get the page noticed. So what? Now that it's noticed... I hope that you will at least consider buying at least one of the books, be it Stadium or Royal Memories or whatever else. It makes no difference. I have five of them available. The chapter that I read to you was an excerpt from my book, which is A Stadium of Royal Memories. Please consider, please consider at least picking this up in your collection, maybe even a Christmas gift for somebody. They're all available from Amazon.com. A programming note and final not and final thoughts on this series are coming your way next.
In case you missed my interjected message during Mike Matheny's interview, let me mention once again, this is a programming note, that I have moved this show from Block Talk Radio to Anchor, the entire show. This will be a chance to be a little more creative and a chance to maybe do some things a little bit differently. And I hope you enjoy some of the changes that will be coming as a result of moving over here over the next, hopefully, year or so. So the new address for this show, for those of you who would like to follow along again, it is at anchor.fm slash terry-runyon. My first and last name in, in lowercase with a dash in between. And I'm going to launch my first official new show. I had planned these before the merger. My first official new show tomorrow night, and I will have further details on that one as a part of Final Thoughts, which are next. So we were able to fall back and remember how much fun it was on November the 1st, four years ago. We've also been able to spring forward to new challenges and new opportunities when Mike Matheny officially becomes manager. I am looking forward to a possible chance. I don't know how it's going to work. It's probably going to be crowded, but... At least there'll be a chance to meet Mike Matheny, John Sherman, and a lot of the new Royals that have been coming on over the last few years or so. I like I like this kind of opportunity, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun starting in 2020. The year, we're not getting to that year fast enough to suit me, but that's me, so... I am looking forward very definitely to baseball in 2020, most especially where the Royals are concerned. That's going to wind things up for this edition of the podcast tonight. Thank you for being with me for this series, and I look forward to seeing you on the radio tomorrow night at around 9 o'clock when we will talk about animals featuring a story I had heard about very recently on Fox 4. See you tomorrow night. Until then, so long, everybody.